0: What's up, my friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I'm your host, celebrity trainer, and high-performance health coach, Ted Rice. This is a podcast for men and women who are looking to boost their energy and upgrade their health. So get ready to learn proven health, fitness, and mindset strategies to unlock your full potential. And before we jump in today's episode, I just want to apologize for missing a week there. It's been completely crazy. We've gone from my wife and I, Giselle, in case you're listening to this podcast for the first time. My wife and I were in Bangkok, Thailand, and we've traveled all the way to Vero Beach, Florida to visit my dad for Thanksgiving. And in that process, we've had to adjust to a 12-hour time difference. But even more importantly, I had a huge issue with my mobile podcasting equipment, and I had to change everything in fact this is a brand new mic hopefully you can tell the difference it's not an upgrade actually but because i was using my really expensive uh, studio mic before but it just doesn't travel well because i need a mixer so i have this one and it just works better on the go so hopefully you notice a difference and i also want to tell you we have huge plans coming we hired an assistant just so many things are happening it's crazy and we're gearing up for just an incredible end of the year, as well as 2019. And that brings me to what I'm going to be talking about today, which is how nine months in Asia changed my life. Because a lot of you don't know this story. And actually, I've had several people reach out like, hey, Ted, why did you do this? How did you do this? What was the point of all this? Were you moving? Or are you just visiting? So I'm going to get into all that and more. And most importantly, I'm going to share with you lessons that you can apply in your own life because there are many lessons that I've learned along the way that I'm going to be sharing with you that you you don't need to go to Southeast Asia to apply into your life. And before that, what I want to tell you is that I have a brand new training. This is even if you heard me plug the masterclass before, we've actually changed it. One of the things I've realized is that what I'm truly passionate about is longevity, is kicking ass in my 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, making it to 100. So if you're interested in that, of course, fat loss is going to be part of that, right? Because uh, being overweight or obese, it's going to lessen your chances of making it to 100 and, and really seeing your children grow up and being there for them and your grandchildren if that happens for you. So that is what I'm truly passionate about, and what that's what I go into. So if you're exercising right now, you're not seeing the results you want. If you're following a nutrition program, not seeing the results you want, or if you're getting injured or burnt out, and you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm working out, but it's just not working for me. I'm jacked up, I'm burnt out, I, I don't know how I'm going to keep this up. You're going to learn exactly how I changed everything with all the studying that I've done in Southeast Asia and looking into longevity, what what they do for longevity in Southeast Asia, as well as some of the latest science, the new science of aging. And you can find that all at legendarylightpodcast.com slash free and watch that free masterclass. It's going to blow your mind. So on to today's episode. Nine months ago, I set out to Southeast Asia. I booked a flight to Bangkok, Thailand with my wife, Giselle, and we just decided to do it. And it's been the most incredible decision I've ever made or that I've made in the last 10 years. You know, you make so many decisions. It's hard to measure which one was the best, but it's one of the top decisions, the best decisions I ever made in my life. As a result, I've gotten in better shape. Everyone tells me that I look younger. Everyone tells me that I feel more energetic when I'm speaking to them. Everyone tells me, Ted, you're just, you just—you seem happier. You seem less stressed. And beyond that, I've lost 12 pounds without really even trying. I've changed my business in a way where I, I didn't even want to share this with you before, but we were struggling. You know, I, I was relying on my personal training income along with what we we're getting from the podcast but the podcast is a big expense it's more expensive to to do than you you realize and that's why I don't do one every day because it just i couldn't afford it at that time but my business has changed I'm making more money than ever and the clients who are working with me are happier than any other time this is including my personal training clients in Miami so not only are they happier but they're getting better results than than any other situation that I've ever had business-wise right? as a health coach. And so those are just a couple of the things. Another thing that happened is that I've had some incredible realizations about life. In fact, if, if you ask me, well, do you have any regrets about your choice to do this? It would be that I waited until now to make this journey. But here's the part that you don't see on facebook when i post up the images of me the photos of me and my wife feeding elephants in thailand or having drinks at a beautiful rooftop bar overlooking the city or doing muay thai with professional fighters or going to the meditation retreat here's i'm going to share with you today what you don't see and what you don't see is that when i first started when i started this journey I didn't have enough money in the bank. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to enjoy Southeast Asia, if I was going to enjoy Bangkok, Thailand, or any of the other places, Malaysia, Vietnam. I didn't know if I was going to like it. We did have money in the bank, but it wasn't enough. It started running out quickly, but we knew we had to do something because we were both miserable in Miami. And Maybe that's a bit of a strong statement to make. Maybe maybe miserable isn't the right word. More like stressed out and going nuts. What you don't know is that, Giselle and I would argue a lot. We were under such tremendous stress. I've mentioned here and there about my road rage in Miami and how I was just so angry on the road. Just people are so... And, and, and it's not just me. It's not like, oh, Ted, you, you really got an issue there because everybody else is cool around you. No, it's it's just a bunch of people who are angry. It's just that ripple effect of emotion, of negative emotion, just permeates the majority of people in Miami. Most people are unhappy. They're hungover. They're drinking too much Cuban coffee. They're struggling to make ends meet. And it just, it rubs off on you, especially like me. I was in traffic every day and it just drove me nuts. And I know you're probably a lot of people listen to this podcast while they're in traffic. So maybe you're stuck in traffic right now and maybe you have a bit of the road rage too. And I was just so unhappy. We were both so unhappy. We did not have a life that was bringing us joy. Even when we went out to do things, we would just go out and eat some tacos at this uh, really nice taco place called Wawa's. So it was a, a, you know, they, they were voted the best taco place in Miami or Miami Beach, or or we go out to a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, or maybe even you know a nicer restaurant. But we were we had we were on a tight budget, so we couldn't just go wherever we wanted. And and the good places are quite expensive in the, in Miami. And uh, to give you an example, last time Giselle took me out to a nice place for my birthday, we dropped three hundred dollars, hundred each on on a meal, and then a an, 100 on drinks. And I didn't even really enjoy it that way. I mean, it was okay, but I didn't even enjoy it that much. And then we would go see movies. So our life just wasn't, it was, we were stuck in a rut and we knew we had to do something. So we made the decision to to go as soon as we had a little bit of money saved up that made sense. Like, okay, we can get over there. We can live for a while. We don't have to make up the the money that I'm losing from the personal training business. And the goal was just to get out there for, I think it was six months initially. And we, we ended up staying much longer. Or actually, I think it was three months and then we ended up staying for nine months. But here's a story that you didn't see or, how, or that I haven't shared. Right away, things weren't going our way. Like We were having a good time, but we didn't have as much money as we needed and it started to disappear fast the money that we were getting from the podcast wasn't going to cover our living expenses and i had a few things lined up right i had one one presentation lined up that i got paid for that i did for uh, a a company in the united states and i did it from bangkok thailand pretty cool it was an online presentation obviously and i got paid for that that was that was a nice uh nice payment i had some seminars planned. In fact, I was going to do some seminars in Australia and I was going to do one in the Philippines. And we really, Giselle and I, we really worked hard to put on these seminars because that was going to be a part of our income. It like made sense because I knew some other people who were doing that, who were fitness professionals and they were doing that. And it just seemed like something that could bring in decent income and something that I could grow into. Plus, I love doing seminars. I love teaching. I love being in person. I love connecting with people in person and answering questions and hanging out with them during the meals. I just love that. But it didn't work. All of them fell through. All of them fell through. We even tried to connect with a few businesses to do consulting for either fitness or, in Giselle's case, marketing. Those fell through as well. In fact, I spoke to the CEO of Prenetics, the the biggest DNA home testing company around, and I thought he was interested. I actually had a Skype call with him. I thought he was interested in me and what I was bringing to the table as a fitness expert and my, my background and who I've worked with and all that, as well as the results that I get and the knowledge that I have. But he was really interested in the content marketing and the podcast. He was curious about how we did this. And I was like okay, that's not what I'm, that's not what we're marketing. That's not what we're trying to connect with you for. And actually after that conversation, I remember we were in Phuket, Thailand at the time and I had that conversation with him. And for the first time, I was a little bit nervous because I really needed, we really needed a breakthrough. We really needed something to help us because we're, we're going month to month, right? In Southeast Asia. And after that letdown with that, that company, that CEO, that's when we knew we couldn't rely on anyone else. We had to figure this out for ourselves. We had to figure out a way to make this business work, to not just survive, but also to thrive. Because I didn't want to end up in Hong Kong working for Prenetics, uh, working 12-hour days or doing some type of ridiculous work schedule because that's how it is in Asia. People work crazy hours. You think you work long hours? You've not been to Asia. <laughs> and uh, your your long hours are what the average person there works. You know, it's, it's really incredible and a bit sad at times. It's like, wow, you know, how do you, where do you live life? How do you enjoy life? Uh, sleep must not be a high priority here. So anyway, We were there and and, um, we knew we had to figure something out. And that's when we ended up working with a coach that changed everything for us. So we we changed our business model and started doing one-on-one coaching, which is what I love doing best. I love working with someone on a very personal level and going deep into their problems and helping them solve as many as I can. And ever since we made that transition and we shut down Legendary Lean, we shut down everything else that we've been doing, business has been booming. For one, I don't I can't take on that many clients. So it was we weren't getting enough clients, and now I'm kind of overwhelmed with people because I I can only work with say 10 people at a time, right? And those people are getting, like I mentioned earlier incredible results. And simply because I've been doing this for a long time, but what I'm best at is taking a deep look inside someone's health and fitness regimen, what their family history is, what their medical history is, and coming up with solutions. And if I don't know them, going and and figuring out what someone can try. And you're going to be hearing some incredible incredible testimonials from the people who've been working with me. And just a shout out to everyone who made that leap to work with me. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that we're working together and that we're both in this situation where we're both getting the results that we want in life. You're getting the results with your health and fitness. I'm getting the results uh, with my business. And it's just incredible. And the lesson that you can take away from that, that you can apply in your life, is that you are one idea away, one idea away from transforming everything. So I went from struggling and getting to the point where I was not having enough money to pay for the next month where we were going to travel to, right? In Southeast Asia, to money in the bank account, client waiting list, and it's been incredible. And it was just one idea that did that, one idea. But it didn't come from me. It didn't come from me. It didn't come from Giselle. And Giselle is a marketing professional with over 12 years of experience. And we've tried everything. We've tried making products, putting together courses. We've tried selling workouts. We tried group coaching. And things work to various degrees. But it wasn't until we made this leap to this this high-end one-on-one coaching that everything changed. Everything changed not only for us, but also for the people who we're working with. And you're one idea away from doing something like that in your life, from creating that transformation in your life. So maybe you're trying to get in great shape and you're trying to figure it out all on your own. And you think you're pretty smart because you've been reading about this for years and you've been in the gym for years. But when you look at your results, hmm, not so great. The key is to get with someone who can get you those results. Or maybe you're struggling in business. Again, I did not come up with the idea. I didn't figure it out. I didn't come up with the perfect solution for us. It was someone else who did that. It was a coach who did that. And it changed everything. So what I'm telling you is wherever you're struggling in your life, with your relationships, with your business, with your career, with your health and fitness, The key is to find someone who can shorten that process and take away the trial and error for you. That idea, the person that can help you there, the person that ends up helping you there, if they're good, can change everything for you. Everything. Imagine your life and that area of your life that you're struggling with just exponentially better. That's what you can experience. But you're not going to figure it out on your own. That's the truth. You're not going to figure it out on your own. You must get someone to help you. You must. If you want the results that you truly say that you want, that you that you tell yourself that you want, right? You have to do it. Now, of course, I want to tell you not all coaches are great. It's not as simple as that. You really have to do your homework. In fact, I spent $5,000 going to a Two and a half day retreat that was supposed to transform my business. And it did transform my business. I was $5,000 poorer after that. And and here's the thing the guy is knowledgeable with marketing. It's just that he didn't do a good job. So there's people who just don't know what they're talking about. And then there's people who do have the skills to help you, but they're just not committed to doing it. They're like, I just want to make some money and I gave you enough. Now, shoo, go away. I got your five grand. I gave you some information in return. Now, now go implement it. And if you don't implement it, it's your fault that things don't work out. That, my friends, is a person who you should stay away from. What you want is someone who's committed to getting you the results. doesn't need to be a money-back guarantee. If there is, great. But if they are committed to getting you results. In fact, I learned so much from that negative experience that when people are on a call with me and they're thinking about hiring me and they say, hey, well, you know, in terms of the support, what, how are you going to be helping me? Are we going to do a call once a week or twice a week? I say, listen, we're going to set it to either once or twice a week, but whatever we need to do to get you the results is what we're going to do. Whatever we need to do, if that means hopping on an additional call to explain something, if whatever we need to do, We will do it so that you get results. That's when things really happen. When someone is committed, as committed to your success as you are, that's when the magic happens with a coach. Because, uh, ah, yeah, just that is what you're looking for. So let me talk to you about some other breakthroughs that happen. Another breakthrough was in my health. So I realized I was not in good health. I was fatter than I should be. Yes, I could see my abs and yes, I was strong and working out, but I was just in, I was not in good shape. And, and there are a few reasons why I'm saying this because nobody would look at me and say, oh man, you're out of shape, Ted. And you call yourself a fitness professional? Pfft, that's ridiculous not talking about that because nobody would look at me and say that. They'd look at me and say, whoa, you look strong, man. You know, you look like you're in good shape, but I knew better. And as I came to Southeast Asia and as I started to adapt to the lifestyle here and I started to eat better and the stress levels came down and I started having more fun in my life. And I started dropping weight. I just started losing weight because I was eating so much healthier. And not just in terms of calories and the right macronutrient distribution. I'm talking about my gut health was better. I'm talking about my sleep was better. We were staying in places where we had access to great food. We could buy fresh food and cook it ourselves. And we made sure that we stayed in... Places where it wasn't too loud and they had blackout blinds so that our sleep would be good. And some of the issues that I had, they just started disappearing. Some of the health issues that I had just started disappearing. My brain fog, my, um, you know, some sleep issues. I was waking up to pee too many times per night. It all got better. It all got better. And I ended up losing 12 pounds and I'm down to the lowest weight that I've ever been in not ever been in. Okay. But been in since I was 30 years old. So the lowest weight that I've been at in over 10 years. And when I was 30, I was competing in jujitsu competitions. So I was doing a lot of exercise, but I was also feeling very beat up and my joints were hurting. It was not fun. But now I feel like I'm in as good a shape, but I feel better. My joints feel better. And I, when my joints hurt, I know what to do. And um, it's all because I've learned so much about health from being in Southeast Asia. So one of the things that I'll tell you that don't have anything to do with exercise or diet is that you've got to have fun in life. If you're not regularly going out and having amazing experiences, that's a problem. Even if it doesn't have to be something so exotic as going. On like uh, you know what we've done—a a meditation retreat in a Buddhist temple in the mountains, or going to hang out with elephants and, and feed elephants at the elephant sanctuary for the day, or traveling around Halong Bay in Vietnam. It doesn't have to be any of those, although it could be. You can do a meditation one-day meditation retreat or a three-day meditation retreat. Probably in your hometown, they have a vipassana meditation place. So look up Vipassana Meditation if you're interested and go do it. Don't do Headspace. In fact, I'll talk about meditation a bit later, but I don't do Headspace anymore. I don't do Headspace anymore because I feel like that was a training. Those were training wheels. And now I'm riding the bike on my own, right? And and that's one of the major shifts that happened that improved my health. Meditation, but also learning it from, again, not from learning it on my own. Uh, which I had been doing for two years with the Headspace app, but going and being with experts, I'll talk more about that in in a little bit. But another thing that happened is I learned about how important our gut microbiome is. So one of the things that I read about was there was a a guy from Southeast Asia who went to America, went to the United States, but the whole world calls us Americans, right? So America, right? So... And his gut microbiome changed in a matter of six weeks, the the level of diversity he had in his microbiome. And this is something that people just don't get. They don't understand it. Everybody looks for like, oh, it's the, it's the glyphosate uh, or it's the genetically modified organisms, foods, right? And it's all this other stuff. And maybe there is, maybe there isn't issues with those things, right? I, I tend to eat organic, but here's what Here's what definitely is affecting you, your gut microbiome. So in Southeast Asia, you'll get food and it'll be <laughs> not in not the, the raw materials, the raw food, the meat, the vegetables. It won't be in the most hygienic situation. And that turns a lot of people off. But you end up, you know, provided that you don't get sick from it, which I've, I've rarely, I've gotten sick more in Miami than in uh, Southeast Asia in the same amount of time. So helps diversify the the type of bacteria in your gut. If you're complaining about arthritis, if you're complaining about brain fog, if you're complaining about autoimmune issues, inflammatory issues, your gut is something that you want to address. And it's very hard when you're in an environment where everybody uses, in the US, antibacterial soap. Everything's been sterilized. There's no connection with nature because we're mostly in cities. Most of us don't get in nature. And there's so many things that I could go into. And I'll do an episode on gut health eventually because it's something I'm getting more and more into. It's one of those things that can direct you to eat much better and to go beyond just the calories and macros and should I be doing ketogenic diets and that type of thing. How many carbs should I eat? Because a lot of it has to do with gut health. A lot of people who go on low-carb diets and say that they feel better is because they've slowed the growth of bacteria in their gut. And all of a sudden, they're more clear-headed because they don't have that bacterial overgrowth going on. But it's not right for everyone. So we're, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but just know that one of the most powerful things you can do is to get your food from a less hygienic environment. And how would you do that? Because you can't go to the type of markets I've been going to in Southeast Asia, where they just they have the pig that, right laying on a table, no refrigeration, uh, but they killed it an hour ago, so I'm getting fresher pork than you, or fresher chicken than you. You would get your uh, produce and meats from a farm uh, from some type of co-op or a farm. That's the best place to do it. Best place to do it. It will help your gut microbiome. It'll help you be more diverse and it might just help clear up some of the problems. But if you're eating very you know, clean, quote unquote, clean foods that have been sterilized and washed and antibacterial this and that, you're, you're messing up your gut and you don't even know it. And it may be responsible for more of the issues that you think. So that's something that was a big, like I started feeling better in Southeast Asia and, I'm, and I looked, I, I wanted to know the reason why. Part of it was the stress, right? Like I said, going out, having those amazing times. But part of it is the food. And it isn't that it's not sprayed with pesticides because there, there's an issue with pesticides, pesticide use in, in Thailand in particular. And what I tracked down was it's this, it's, this, it's the gut health, right? That's got to be a big part of it. Uh, and because everything gets better, your digestion gets better. And I'll tell you, I've been in the U.S. for about a week now, and I already noticed a difference. Your your gut bacteria can change really quick. And so if you're eating out all the time, if you're eating uh, like I am in, in a hotel room, in a hotel where you have that breakfast included in the morning, and you're eating food from there and it's all like packaged, they all buy it in bulk and it's packaged and sterilized and you know whoever knows what else has been done to it, you're going to have gut issues as a result, or most likely will have gut issues. So let's talk a little bit about um so the point there is that make sure you're getting your food a little bit dirty and try to get your food from a farm or from a market, and that's way better than going into like a Whole Foods or a fresh market or a publix or a Kroger's or wherever you buy your food from. If you have access to markets, if there's a local farmer's market, get there, go to it, get your food from it. If there's a co-op that you can join where a group of people buy food from a farmer, do it. You're going to get much better quality food and you're going to be helping your, your gut microbiome. And this is something that taking a probiotic or taking a prebiotic or taking some digestive enzymes or some hydrochloric acid or some pepsin, it's not going to fix. Okay. It's not going to fix. You need the real deal. You need to be getting the bacteria from the food that you're getting and having those, uh, uh, getting it from the farmers or from farmers markets is the way to go. And that's where I buy all my food from. The majority of my food from these, they're not I hesitate to call them farmer's markets, but they're markets. And uh, it comes fresh from the farm to these markets and I buy my food there. And that's where I get my food in Thailand. So let's talk a little bit about meditation because this is really powerful. And this is something that um, I'm just more impressed with the more that I do it, the more I learn about it. So The first time I've been meditating ever since I injured my back at the end of 2016 because it was the only thing that helped me sleep at night because I was up for all hours of the night. And at three in the morning, you're sitting there desperate for sleep, desperate to try something, but your back is killing you so bad because it's nerve pain from a herniated disc and you don't know what to do. So you try whatever you can. And I was popping supplements and doing exercise. I was doing all this other stuff, but it wasn't getting me to sleep. And that's when I started doing meditation. That's when I really got into it. And I just used the Headspace app. And I did that for 2017. But in 2018, I was still using it. But when I went to my first meditation experience with Buddhist monks, it changed everything for me. And it was so strange. We went to, we were in Chiang Mai, Thailand, which is the place for wellness retreats and meditation retreats. And we walked, we were actually going to one of the markets I was just talking about, this beautiful market with all these fresh fruits and fresh flowers and fresh, the the flowers, they're amazing, by the way, Uh, the orchids, and they make these designs with them and uh, just incredible. And so we're, Finished up at the market, and we wanted to walk around and we walked past this temple uh this temple that was offering what's called the monk chat meditation retreat and that's where we met pra kK if you listen to my episode with how to cultivate a Buddhist monk's mindset that's where I met pra kk and uh but the story I didn't tell you is before I met pra kK we went into this this um Temple, and we were inquiring about the meditation retreat. And there was a monk sitting there by himself, I guess, just hanging out, resting. And Giselle was asking him, Well, hey, uh, we're interested in the meditation retreat. Can you tell us about it? He's like, Oh, you're, you want to learn how to meditate? And she's like, Yes. And he said, Well, do you have 15 minutes? And then Giselle looked at me like, Uh, and because we didn't want to do it, but we had this opportunity in front of us and we said yes. I looked at her. She looked at me and we said yes. Of course, we had 15 minutes. We were just walking around anyway. And so he took us over to place out of the way from where all the people were because the temples in Thailand are touristy uh, situations like a lot of tourists come in to view the temples because they're amazing. They're beautiful. And there's a lot of people who come to visit. So he took us away, tucked off into the corner. Brought down some meditation cushions, sat us down, and just gave us some really basic instructions. Said, well, just breathe in through your nose. I don't even remember what he said. He said, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And we, he told us how to sit and told us what to do. And we did it. Very little guidance. But it was the most incredible meditation experience that both Giselle and I ever experienced. It was incredible. And it was strange. I can't tell you if it was his presence. And I don't mean that in a metaphysical woo-woo way, just being around someone who's really lives it, walks their talk. Or if it was the fact that we were in this Buddhist temple in in Chiang Mai, Thailand, surrounded by beautiful nature and by statues of Buddha. I took pictures of that place. It's, It's really beautiful. It's incredible. And I don't know what it was, but it was a big breakthrough for me. It was the first time that I meditated by myself and not using Headspace. And it worked. And I was like, wow. And Giselle had an even deeper experience. She broke down crying. She broke down crying. And I'm going to have her on the show soon. And we're going to do a gratitude episode for Thanksgiving, even though Thanksgiving is uh, already a bit past. But uh, as I said, we had some technical, (laughs) some, some equipment issues, as well as some time zone issues. And I have this beautiful new mic, but uh, she started crying and she'll tell you the, the story when we talk about it. But it was a major breakthrough for her. And that led us to doing meditation, doing the one day meditation retreat, then the two day meditation retreat with Pro KK. And it changed so much for me. It made me a, a more mindful, a calmer person and Being back in uh, Miami, I'm not in Miami right now. I'm in Vero Beach, Florida. But being back in Miami and then in Vero Beach and just being around Americans, you can tell like they're just really stressed, really on edge. And even in a place like Vero Beach, I don't know if you've ever heard of Vero Beach or ever ventured to Vero Beach, but it's a really slow place. It's nothing like Miami. There's absolutely no reason that people should be so stressed here, even if it's hard uh, because the economy isn't booming, b- but there are less people here and people should be relaxed because it's a. It's, in many ways, it's a beautiful place. It's sunny most of the year. There's no traffic, no traffic jams. People drive nice. There people are, are courteous on the road. Uh, people are courteous in person for the most part, but yet people have this edge to them. And I realized I used to have that edge but I don't have that edge anymore. I'm at peace internally. And it's from some of my experiences in Asia and most importantly from my meditation practice. So what I want to challenge you to do is I want to challenge you to go find a Vipassana meditation place and go to the one-day meditation retreat. If you really want to have an experience, come to Thailand. Take the long flight to Thailand Go to Chiang Mai and do it, but definitely find a way to do it. Challenge yourself. Oh, no, Ted, I'm not a meditator. I'm not, you know, I tried meditation. That's what my dad said when I talked to him about meditation. And he's, and it's like, of course, you feel like that because you're not skilled enough, knowledgeable enough to do this on your own. You should not be doing it on your own. And even if you're like me and you were doing it on your own with Headspace or Insight Timer or Calm or, one of the many amazing apps that will take you through a guided meditation. I want to challenge you to get around an expert. Learn about the history of meditation. Learn a little bit about Buddhism. You don't have to convert. You don't have to become a Buddhist. I'm not a Buddhist. But learn a little bit about it and understand the context in which meditation developed because it's one of the most powerful tools available to you. And now we're learning that it can lengthen, people are saying it can lengthen life by affecting your telomeres and telomerase. We're not going to get into that right now, but uh, I will like to, I I really want to do a meditation episode and, and talk about not only my experiences with meditation, but also the science. But I want to challenge you to go to a Vipassana retreat, spend a day there. And after you do the day, then do the two day. Try to spend the night, do a silent meditation where you're doing walking meditation and sitting meditation and you're not speaking to people and you're doing mindful eating. It'll change your life. It may even make you lose weight just because you're slowing down and enjoying your food and and starting to get in touch with those signals that you constantly uh, drown out because you're watching TV while you eat or you get lost in conversation while you eat it makes you more mindful. It makes you more mindful with the way you stop and step. So if you're a clumsy person, like I used to be a, a great athlete when I was doing my sport or at least in jujitsu, actually, I was never a great athlete until I got into martial arts. I, I, I was the guy who scored on my own team in soccer. Okay. So not a great athlete, but I, when I got good at jujitsu and martial arts, I'd be good when I did it, but I was so clumsy just walking around. And I always wondered why that was. And the answer is mindfulness. I was in the moment when I was doing my sports, but outside of that, I would just have something on my mind, I would be clumsily lumbering around and walking into things and tripping over my own feet. And it, it was because I wasn't paying attention and it changed me so much. It's just incredible. So. And the last thing I want to tell you, okay, so just to be clear, challenge yourself. Go find a Vipassana. um, I forget exactly how to spell it, but V-I-P-I-S-S-A-N-A, meditation, and then your area, your city, and go challenge yourself to do that. Okay, challenge yourself. In fact, if you're a Western person, which is 99% of the people who listen to this, I'm sure, you're too stressed, you lack mindfulness. This could be the breakthrough that you're looking for in your life in terms of a personal practice. I think hiring a coach is what you really need to do because you're not going to get the, the breakthrough without that. But this could be a breakthrough in your own personal practice because you're already exercising, you're, you're, you've optimized your sleep, right? You're eating however. You're eating however you've learned to eat from listening to all these podcasts and reading blog posts, etc. But this is something, it's like, it's mental training and you don't do anything for your mind, even though exercise helps your mind and so does nutrition, eating the right foods and staying away from the wrong foods that can help your mind too. But those are all indirect effects that help you with your mind. This is mental training, pure and simple. And right now, what we do for mental training is we listen to a podcast or we read a book or we go to college or we play Sudoku, right? That's not what you need. You need to step up and try the meditation. It can change your life. So, the final thing I want to leave you with, and probably the biggest change for me on a personal level, is I I had a breakthrough with. Realizing that I love my father, and I, and he's 75 years old. This is uh, on December 15th, and he doesn't have that many more years left. And there was a point in my life where I was ready to let him go because he has a lot of bad habits. He's in poor health, and I was ready for him to die. Meaning, I've come to peace with it, and I wasn't going to try to step in too much and try to make a difference and try to fight to keep him, him alive. But I decided I don't want to do that. I learned about the value of family, the importance of family. I mean, we, we pay lip service to that in the Western world. We say we're about family values in America. But I would challenge you to, and, and say that we're not. We say that, but we don't act on it. Or at least we don't act on it in a way that really makes a difference and really matters where we're really stepping up in our family because family is important to me but it's never been more important than now and i realized after learning about asian culture and the filial piety and the you know and all these other things that have a dark side to them just watch crazy rich asians if you want to know what i'm talking about where loyalty to family and listening to your family can go wrong but We need more of it in the Western world. We need to step up and fight for our families. And sometimes it means stepping up and being better, making ourselves better to make our families better. And uh, I wasn't doing that. And now I'm dedicated. I'm committed to helping my dad overcome some of the health limitations he's got right now on his terms, by the way. I don't show up like a boot camp instructor and tell him what to do. But I just said, hey, listen, I explained to him. I'm like, I want you around. I don't want you to die. And more importantly, I want you around. I want you to be functional. I want you to be able to enjoy life because he walks with a cane. He's got a a knee replacement on one side, a severely arthritic hip on the other. And the chances are he isn't going to die, right? He's not going to get old and die. He's going to get older and live it, but he's going to fall apart and he's going to lose his function. And he was even talking about, oh, yeah, well... You know, I'm going to be investing in a wheelchair. So I'm going to be one of those people wheeling around. And it's like, oh, God, that's not life. And it doesn't have to be that way. But he felt like, you know what? I got a pain in my knee. I've got these, these joint issues. There's nothing that can be done. And I, had, I sat him down just a week ago. And I said, Dad, I want you around. I want to help you. Please let me just try. Let me spend five minutes with you. Let me spend five minutes and see if I can make a difference for you. Just a few minutes. Just give me a few minutes. Just entertain the thought that this could help. And if it doesn't help, then fine. Let's give up. But if it does, it's all benefit for you. And I I explained it to him that way. I communicated that I was doing it out of care. I wasn't trying to wag my finger at him and say, hey, you need to get your shit together. You're falling apart. What did you think was going to happen when you you know, stopped exercising, you're all beat up and you, you know, I wasn't doing it in that that way. It came from love. It came from love. I expressed how much I cared about him and how I wanted him to be around and how I wanted to do a trip with him. Maybe it's a trip to Universal Studios. Maybe it's a trip to Cancun, Mexico. What I really would like to do, I told him, I was like, I would love to get you out to Asia because he's never been there. He's never, he's traveled all around the world. He's been to Greece. He's been to Africa. He's been to Europe. He's been Been to Mexico. He's, I don't think he's been to South America, but he's been so many places, but he never made it to Asia. He's never made it to Thailand. And I think he would love it. He would love the food. I think he would love the experience. I think that it would be something that would, uh, you know, be his last uh, journey that would make like it would be the way to go out on top. It would be his last journey that could potentially change everything for him and give him a sense of peace with everything that's happened to him in his life, in our life, in our family. And I want that for him. Now, it may not happen, but at least we can try. And here's what happened. I spent five minutes with him doing these isometric exercises. And just after five minutes, he started started walking better. He was struggling. It was like a one rep max to get out of the chair. He was just struggling to do it. He had to use all his upper body strength as well as his leg strength to, to get out of a chair. And he couldn't lower himself into the chair. He had to pop, plop into it. But now he popped out of the chair like it was easy. It was only for five minutes and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. And then I had him do it several times a day because that's what I do with people who are either severely deconditioned or are injured. You do exercise multiple times a day if you're trying to reestablish function. If you've got someone like that, if you got an old person who can still do exercise, but they're just they don't know what to do, right? And I couldn't get my dad. I can't put him on a bike. I can't do, put him on anything. He can't go to the gym and work out. He needs special exercises, things that I learned from my friend Brad Thorpe, actually, and uh, from guys like Chad Waterbury, and I use them with a bit of my own spin and applying it to his situation. And I got him walking better and I got him getting in and out of his seat. And you should have seen the look on his face. He thought it was a miracle. He thought, it, he thought it was a miracle. He thought there's no way that he could make any improvement, that he was just destined for this decline, this path of decline and decay that he was on and that there's nothing that could be done. But in five minutes, everything changed. And of course, it wasn't like he was fixed in five minutes. I told him, I'm like, hey, listen, your, your muscles are turned on now because they've been turned off so long and now they're working, but you're going to have to do this multiple times a day. And you're going to have to do it every day. You can't skip a day. In fact, whenever you're struggling to get out of that chair, that is a sign that you need to go and do them. And he, I got it to where all the exercises he's doing, he can lay down in bed and do it first thing in the morning before he gets out of bed. And it's just been, it's been incredible seeing the change. And so the lesson for you is that I want you to fight for your family to get what you want. I want you to think about what you want to do with your family. Now, for me, I only have my dad left. And what I want to do with him is I want to take him on a trip. I want to do a father and son trip together. And I I want to make enough money so I can pay for business class, so that he cannot be in a situation that's really tough and coach because it would be it would just really beat him up, flying is already hard enough for him, but I want to make enough money so that we can do that, and I want him in good enough shape that we can go and enjoy it together, that we can go and do things, and he needs to be able to walk a little bit for that to happen, so that's what I want. so I want you to think about what is who is important to you right now, who haven't you communicated? how important they are to you. And maybe you're upset with them like I was frustrated and upset with my dad and you're just like screw it. They're just stubborn and they're just going to be on this path to self-destruction and there's nothing that can be done. But I want you to communicate how much you care to them. I want you to tell them how much you care about them and how much you're worried about them and what you really want. What is that vision you see of yourselves together? What is it that you see doing together? Because maybe that is exactly what they need to hear. Maybe that is exactly what they need to hear. Maybe that will change everything for your relationship. And my dad, Giselle was telling me, he is glowing right now. You don't see it, but he has just lit up. He's so happy you're here. He's so happy with what you're doing and the exercises you gave him. He's just radiating happiness where he wasn't doing that before. (laughs) So who is that person? What do you need to tell them? What do you want to do with them? What, What do you see? What is that vision of your future that you really need to tell them about that? You've been holding it inside, but you haven't let it come out. You need to go out there. You need to tell them. You need to get it off your chest. And if they still don't follow through, You know what? You did your best, but you need to communicate. You need to tell them how much you love them, how much you care, and what you see both of you doing together. What is that vision? And share that with them. Share how much you care. Share maybe in the past you've been frustrated, but it's because you care so much and because you want this vision to happen and you don't think it's going to happen if they continue the same way. That's what I want to leave you with because. In the end, our family, the people who we care about in our lives, I know some of us have terrible family members, and uh, I don't think family is everything when you're, you're with people who are just so destructive and so damaged, psychologically damaged, that you just can't even be around them. But if you've got people who are good and they just need some help and maybe they need to know how much you care about them. Maybe they need some love and some compassion. Wow. Then step up, be the leader, and definitely share that with them. And that's that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want to share. That's what how I want to end this right now. This went a bit longer than I was expecting, but I, it's been a while since we've caught up with each other, and I wanted to share all this with you. I wanted to say happy Thanksgiving, even though I'll be doing a Thanksgiving gratitude episode with Giselle. And uh, we'll be sharing how much, how grateful we are for you and how grateful we are for everything that's happened in, in our lives, uh, especially in the past several months. Just incredible, incredible transformation personally and professionally and health-wise. It's just been an incredible time. And, I, and it's not that we had this incredible transformation and we just want to rub it in your face or brag about it. I want you to have an incredible transformation. Yes, you, I care about you. We may not have ever emailed with each other. We have not, may not have ever Facebook messaged or maybe you'll never work with me. Maybe you'll never sign up to be a client. That's okay, but I want you to know that I still care about you. And if you listen to this podcast and you keep coming back, I care about you and I want the best for you and I want a transformation for you. And why I'm sharing this is because I want it to inspire you to do something on your own, to take a look at your life and make something happen because we don't get a lot of good messages in America. We get a lot of bad messages. I know because I've been listening to the news every morning in the hotel that we're staying in. It's who got killed on Thanksgiving Day in a in a, a car accident. Some woman was running and dropped her infant baby while running across the road. You know, all the fights on Black Friday. I mean, just there's not a lot of positivity or what Trump did or who, who loves Trump, who shouldn't love Trump or who hates Trump. Who, You know what I mean? Just all this craziness going on and there's not a lot of positivity that you're getting. And it's hard to change your life when it's a situation like that. It's hard to overcome that negativity. It's hard to stay focused. It's hard to stay busy on on the things that really matter. It's hard to keep those priorities in your mind keep your eye on the prize and just work towards it it's hard when there's so much negativity around and it's even harder when the negativity isn't just affecting you but it's affecting everybody around you and everybody's stressed and everybody's anxious about the future and everybody's unsure everybody feels like there's danger ahead something terrible might happen someone even told me oh i think the u.s is on the verge of a civil war i'm like oh my gosh where is this craziness come from? And it's from the media, it's from listening to all those negative messages and not paying attention to any of the positive ones. And there are a lot of positive ones out there. I want the best for you. I want a transformation for you. I want you to be a part of a community, of of a country that steps up and starts making a positive difference instead of all the doom and gloom people, all the people who think that, oh, it can't be changed. We're just We're destroying the environment. We've got terrible leadership. We've just—it's just all going to hell in a handbasket. It's not. It only will happen if people don't step up and do something. If we're so weak that we buy into that bullshit, that there's nothing that can be done. There's always human beings have always faced great, great obstacles, and we've been able to overcome. Okay. So if you're around people who are full of doom and gloom, listen, that doom and gloom, that negative attitude, that's not the attitude that uh, created civilization. That's not the attitude that caused the industrial revolution. That's not the attitude that caused agriculture uh, to grow to the point where we have more overweight people than underweight people in the world. And people used to die from starvation. And that's not happening anymore. That's not the attitude that put someone on the moon or up in the stars, up in orbit around earth. That's not the attitude. That's not the attitude that invented the internet. That's not, and that's certainly not the attitude that will save us going forward and make a world that we're truly happy to be a part of. So I want to challenge you to step up and be that person. Be that person in your life. Be that person for the people around you. Be that person for your community. Be that person for your country. And that's where I want to end today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got pumped up from listening to this. I hope you know that I'm here for you. I hope you know that I want the best for you. And that's all I've got today. So have an amazing week and I'll speak to you soon.